and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my big brother and yours, host of Season Gaming Spitcast, the gentle one, the good man, the <laughs> handsomest of the handsome. I don't I'm like this intro. Where's he going with this? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> His head is very soft. Just, just, just for the audience, this was unexpected. I don't know where this is coming from. But what's going on, everyone? We got a, we got a. It's going to be a non-gentle show tonight. We could say that. That's right. Yeah, there's some hold some, me. Some, some stuff has been going on. Oh, oh, boys, it's some it's going to be an episode. Twitter has been spicy, man. <laughs> and spicy. Elon hasn't even finished purchasing it yet, and it is spicy. It's true. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Joining us as well, of course, is host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, Mr. Joseph Moran, aka Mr. Bad Bit. Less gentle, less mm. gentle, a bit coarse, even, but always loving. Well, your mother would describe me as rough. But oh my yes. god, my mother again! That's right. She always bringing up my mother. You guys know this isn't a party chat, right? <laughs> Yo, yo, speaking of, yesterday we get a text from our buddy Suddy. He's like, hey, which episode did you guys make fun of my dialysis? I'm at the dialysis center. I want to show my friends. I was like, I don't know. Bin Laden was on dialysis. Like, oh, my God. This guy he actually asked us that. Listen, I'm excited to, to talk some really, again, spicy stuff. Some things that came out of like left field just today just today yeah. yes it's been it's been wild so i just i want to get into it man i you know none, none of this like oh how's your week how's your do oh good man you none, none of that i want to get right to it all right so we're getting right to it yeah cut luke right off i was just gonna say if we're getting right to it so uh, as i understand it xbox is dead and jim ryan cares more about cats than he does his female employees did i did Correct. i sum it up nailed it yep well we okay. pretty much Good. Last week, of course, we heard about the Bethesda and Xbox showcase on June 12th. Very exciting. That's their standard time. It's a Sunday. We were all excited to see just what we would be playing this fall with Redfall and Starfield. And here we are. Here we are. May 12th. We are finding out that Redfall and Starfield are now both delayed. Bethesda releasing a statement saying they are Sorry to their fans, sorry to the gamers out there, but for the health of them, their team, and the game, they are delaying into 2023. Yeah, specifically, at least as of today, the first half of 2023. Yeah. That's what they said. Don't believe it. Uh, Thank you. We'll see you in holiday. (laughs) And they also said, uh, we can't wait to share our first deep dive into gameplay for both soon. All they said was hashtag soon. Oh man, what? Uh, let me go for as the Sony pony here. Do it. What a bad look, guys. What a what a bad look. Like it, yep. it felt pretty in. Like it, it it felt pretty like permanent. Like it, this thing wasn't going to move anywhere because they announced the date a year ago. You know, and they've been so adamant on. This being the day, even, you know, seeing some of like the, you know, the PR folks even like tweeting out some Starfield like related or teases of um, as they're planning for their big summer showcase. So like we're all getting hyped, you know, they're sharing like little pictures and gifts and, and stuff of the game. So like we're all getting excited. And then all of a sudden 
the carpet just kind of pulled or the rug pulled. Because I think all of us could agree Redfall was not coming out this year. I didn't think I, that. I, I still thought it was. I thought, I, it was. Thought, I thought they had moved it to like October, like Halloween, based on That's the whole vampire thing. But yeah, well, I had heard September. I really was thinking September. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never. But like it, to me, most of the time, I don't believe the first time you show the thing, it, you're going to get like a concrete like date in in this is when it's going to come out. Like, I always think it's going to get pushed. Yeah. Uh, whereas Starfield, it felt like, yeah, you d- just ditched probably PS4, PS5, you know, ports of this game. So you're only focused on the Xbox and PC version of this game. It is solely Series X, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and Series S. So, like, y- it's like all hands on deck for this thing. And to me, it, it hurts the it hurts the game a bit because just a few weeks ago or maybe even last week we we heard reports of like yeah no this game's still not great like this this the engine's still rough like you know quote unquote like trying to fly the the spaceships just don't work or something along those lines so to me this is it it's a bad look but we're going to get this game eventually and the games will come so to me though it is a bad look on Xbox it's only temporary, though. Once this game comes out, then it's going to be judged on the merits of the game. Of course, yeah. yeah. And I, but I agree with you. I think this is this is. I, I don't understand the continued, um, miss. I guess is the word on. You know, they show to your point. They show all this concrete stuff of eleven eleven, um, and then Todd Howard himself, who some people call God Howard, uh, you know, comes out. A month ago or whenever it was and in an interview and you know people ask him directly how confident are you in this date and he says we showed the date last year because of how confident we're in it and there there just seems to be continually there a lot of companies are like this it feels like nowadays but specifically with xbox there seems to be a disconnect between leadership and messaging of what is going on with these games and these studios and i just don't understand how Todd Howard and his team and Pete Hines and Aaron Greenberg and and Phil Spencer and Matt Booty and all of the people involved in messaging around this game allow all this communication about Starfield through the first half of 2022 without really recognizing that this game is not going to be ready to ship. I mean, we're just gamers. We just consume these things. And if you probably showed us a 20-minute video, I'm making this up, of course, but realistically showed us a 20 minute video of starfield today we probably could have told you that doesn't look ready to ship um the same thing happened with battlefield obviously cyberpunk's the big one everyone talks about but battlefield we just had a perfect example we had this play test what three months prior to launch and all of us who played it were saying there's no way in hell this thing's ready to come out it's not even close like, how is the executive leadership of these companies not able to recognize that a game will not be done? I don't yeah. understand it. Also, it kind of, like, fights back that idea. And again, like, we don't know the innards of, of how any, any of this, these beasts work. But, like, of the, well, Game Pass just allows devs to make the games they want to make it when they want to make it type of type of deal, right? Like, deadlines aren't that important type of deal. And you, you, you you then kind of get this, you're right. Like, how do you not know a year into it that this game is not going to 
be coming out on this date. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's, it, it is just like, you're totally right. AIDS. How does management not know that this game is, is coming in? Yeah, they, they know more about game development on their pinky than we will ever know. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm not discrediting their knowledge of, you know, some of the, the most uh, well-known executives in the industry. I'm not discrediting them about their knowledge of game industry and development and everything that we don't understand intimately, but realistically there has to come a point where someone in that room is saying guys why do we keep saying november there's no way in hell this game's going to be ready and as to luke's point that set this up we got the showcase announcement last week it's literally starfield is the damn logo it's xbox's starfield and the expectation as of the beginning of may was still that it's coming in november and you you further planted that expectation because we all talked about it last week, that the showcase was going to be a big point of Starfield based on the logo and the fact that they were still communicating November 11th. So I, I, I just, it's baffling to me. I don't understand where the disconnect is here, but they have to fix it. They have to, there's, there's a disconnect somewhere with them understanding what their studios and the state of their games are in, and they have to figure out how to get over that hump. Because mm -hmm. This is damaging, whether they like it or not. Starfield could come out next year. I'm sure we all hope it's absolutely incredible. I know I do. And if it is incredible and in everything that you know we have in our minds of what it could be, if it hits all those highs, a lot of this will be forgotten. But there comes a point where when this happens repeatedly over and over again, your, your audience, even your hardcore audience, loses faith that you're going to deliver on these promises and the quality of games and the dates. And that's not a good look for anyone. I used uh, a phrase that I will use often over the next week or so is that it doesn't look good and that it's borderline unacceptable. And I say borderline unacceptable with a bit of air quotes around it, because what does that even mean when you're a consumer, right? Like right. knock it off with some of the people that, that make exaggerate <laughs> takes on things, sure. but it does feel borderline unacceptable in, in the way they're handling it. By no means am I bothered by delays. By no means do I think that delays are necessarily a bad thing. Certainly, I mean, I was very excited for Halo Infinite in 2020. I love it in 2021, and I'm very aware of the valid criticisms in 2021. God, can you imagine in 2020? Yeah, they delayed it, that it would have been, been unplayable. Yeah. Right, exactly, and that would have been unacceptable. And it's frustrating to me how this communication thing keeps happening. I appreciate the... Well, I, hold on, let, me, let me look at my notes because I genuinely wrote, had to write this down because I was oh, so flustered oh, by the, wow. the, the, the flustered. Oh. Do you need me to say something while you look at it over? Yeah, what no, do you I'm, need I'm us right to talk? So okay. it it feels like right now the world events going on, the pandemic, kind of the lack of AAA titles in 2022 are actually no. going to be. No. Sit, sit tight with me. Sit tight with me, please. Okay. <laughs> Are actually going to do it a bit of favor, right? Microsoft is not going to have a major first party title. Oh, you're speaking about Xbox specifically. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant lack of just AAA titles. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, no. no. Tons of them. Okay. Sorry. So, so they lack a, a major first party title in 2022, it seems, right? Barring the possibility, the maybe likely possibility of like a quick remaster or something akin to that, that they still be coming yeah i don't know ains i'm not, yeah, not saying you maybe. know hear that Sean Capri? it's coming I, I don't know but i'm not fighting I'm not saying anything's coming definitively either way i don't I'm think saying. forza motorsport 
moves the needle in the same way Horizon does. But I don't know. Yeah. But that's not my, my my bigger point is there is not a major tentpole title truly here for for Xbox in 2022. Yep. Despite that, they didn't have a launch title in 2022's opening, and they sold very well. The world events are actually doing them favors in the sense of this delay. They're selling boxes. They're outperforming their major competitor in the chip shortage arena. Game Pass subscriptions are serving them well, and they've got titles that have ongoing content delivery processes. So if you're going to lose your tentpole titles, I don't know of a better year to do it in. Because it mm-hmm. looks like Sony's AAA stuff was front-loaded. Um, I don't have faith Ragnarok launches this year, but I'm hoping it does because I want to play it, you know. But it looks like any damage Sony could have done to them for, as far as, uh, like, game, game like, mindshare for, for a game was done in the beginning of the year, which with, with Horizon and with Gran Turismo 7. Mm-hmm. Everything else feels multi-platform unless I'm missing something. Uh, and... Those 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 setups will actually do Microsoft a favor in terms of delaying it to 2023, because if the games can deliver, then maybe it's then that 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 cadence we keep talking about thinking is going to happen. Maybe then it finally kicks up for Game Pass. And the other thing I want to note is that Halo Infinite's messaging has consistently listed priority zero. Priority zero has been an important thing, and that is for any listener that's unaware the idea that they don't want to burn out the dev team. They don't want to push them so hard to crack down on stuff now to where they are burned out and want to leave, right? That's what they don't want. They want to retain talent whatnot. And I'm curious if that mantra or something akin to it has made its way into Bethesda or other Microsoft studios as a whole, because Mm -hmm. in doing that, boys, I'm thinking that is a long-term plan to attract talent. When you watch Ubisoft and Activision and Sony with Naughty Dog we know of, um, and a few others consistently mistreat their talent. If you know that Microsoft's going to be willing to delay Halo, delay Starfield, delay Redfield, because of you know uh, developer health, is that enticing to you if you're talent? Those are aspects that I think we're, we are due to talk about at some point. But yeah. on the consumer side, it does feel very frustrating. However, I was never really into either of the games, so quietly, secretly, I don't care. I mean, Luke, if yeah. between you and me, yeah, I like I liked your tweet today. It's like we sure are getting emotional out of a game we've really never seen. <laughs> we really haven't seen gameplay. Like, never. Talk, I love it. Like, yeah, but like that—that's like in game. It's like really because I don't like I don't see any UI. Like, I'll believe it when I genuinely see the gameplay. Until right. then, that's a cinematic. Yeah. Bigger question I have is, as I understood it anyway, is that Starfield was game of the year. So that's true. How does that math check out? Well, you can be game of the year twice. Yeah. Two different games. I mean, how's I mean, I mean, how's you know, how's God God of War gonna compete against Starfield in the holiday season? That's what true. I've very true. Um <laughs> compounding not your the the former part of your two-part thing there, Luke. Um, around uh, the studios themselves within Xbox and the the management there. the I don't care about the delays. Delays don't bother me, and I tweeted that out today. It's like, whatever. When it comes, it comes. There's plenty to play. Um, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, the bigger concern for me, just from a fan standpoint, is the consistency of showing, mm. at least on the surface, the um, lack of... Um, proper timeline management 
Um, and we keep talking to your point, Luke, around uh, Xbox has 23 studios. They've got Game Pass or they want to get to a big AAA release every quarter. We've been talking about that for about two plus years now. Yeah. Um, they still have not shown us realistically that they can manage releases on a consistent cadence um, to <clears throat> within their first party. Um, and that Qu is concerning. Question. Yeah, about about that. Before you keep going, Ains, I'm yeah. I'm curious. To my amateur outside looking in, does that mean we should start really, really questioning Matt Booty? Um, is that his domain? And I ask that not in a in a vitriolic like let's go after him sense. That's not what I mean. But like from the outside looking in, is that something that gamers, podcasters, critics? should be asking or is it possible he's crushing it behind the scenes and this is just the better of the options i don't know i i, I we were chatting about this prior to the show and i mean again you said it well there from the outside looking in we don't know there's there's an awful lot we don't know that goes on obviously and nothing annoys i think the three of us more than when people speak as authorities on subjects that they have no 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 understanding or knowledge of speaking on, right? So I want to be careful of what I can be a Twitter lawyer from here, here or there. I'm but, an artist. I know everything about how to sell subscriptions. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I, I want to be careful of how this is taken. But to your point, outside looking in, he is the head of Xbox Game Studios, period. So you would think in any corporate structure, at the end of the day, it falls on him. Yeah. Um, so there, there's got to be some type of uh, onus put on him along with probably his executive team to do a better job here. And he, even if that better job is only communication, um, so be it. But there's a, there's a better job that has to be done somewhere you, because right now you're, you're looking at, you're looking at 23 studios, several of which they acquired nearly four years ago now that have not put out a game. And if that's because of the pandemic combined with the scope of the games being much more grand and they're all working on bigger releases now and they're hiring and it takes new time to onboard talent, all of those things are probably true. But mm -hmm. you knew that, right? If you're an executive leader leading a corporate structure like this, you knew you didn't know about the pandemic. That's not fair. But the pandemic is now two and a half years old. Mm -hmm. Um you knew that you were onboarding new talent and you knew that onboarding new talent is not a quick and fast way to develop games. All of these things are known. Yeah. Um, so you should have been planning all along to say, okay, we've got X, Y, and Z studios. These six studios, I'm making this up, of course, but these several studios are going to be working on bigger AAA projects that are going to take extra time. What do we do in the meantime? And it seems like they didn't have a plan for that. There's just, there's nothing that we know of coming from their studios in the short term which really it hasn't been short term it's now been mm -hmm. years um other than the usual suspects last year we got forza horizon brilliant game we got halo infinite right. brilliant game we got psychonauts 2 brilliant game all fantastic releases right but those were known quantities they're and all psychonauts, known quantities. Psychonauts, psychonauts. yeah but but it's multi-platform <clears throat> it is and death loop multi-platform Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm sorry, Deathloop, timed exclusive, but will be multi-platform. Yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo, timed exclusive, multi-platform, and neither yep. of those timed exclusives are here on the on the one that now owns. I'll let it. you guys know, Xbox fan, they're good games. 
They're they're good. They're good games. I've been enjoying them on my PlayStation Five. But anyway, I don't I don't have to keep ranting. But you get the point. It just yeah. We seemingly keep saying, well, next year or once they get into this cadence and every time we think we're about to start doing that, there's another bump in the road. And Here. you're we're starting to lose trust that they're going to be able to deliver. And that's right. before, sorry, Joe, that's yeah. before they bring on several thousand more employees from Activision. Right. So, like, okay, so here's where I'm at. I'm going to be a little bit inflammatory, but please stay with me here. I have no faith in them. None. I, I've been saying it for like three years now. When they get their cadence, when they get they're like, I am one of those people. Ask like even the PlayStation guy. I'm like, this E3, they're going to crush it. This E3, they're, they're going to show us this roadmap. It's going to be awesome. And the cadence is going to happen. Starfield's going to kick off the cadence. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome for competition because then PlayStation's really going to have to fight back. I've been rooting for Xbox. They have shown me time and time again that and I'm I'm gonna blame the management here. Management has no idea what's going on. Cause you're, you're right. How do you not again, how do you not know these games are not are 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 not ready? You know what I mean? Like how do you how do you or, not know these games are going in hot? And or, at the same it an investor trick. I mean it 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 could be, but that hurts again. Like is that trick worth the trust you're losing with your audience? I don't know. And maybe it is. Maybe it is. Because let's be honest, all three of us are going to at least try out Starfield when it comes out. Sure. But, like, to me, I, I have no faith that they're going to hit this cadence. Um, and you're right. They, they're they just buying stuff. And we're like, oh, yeah, there's content here. That means that content's going to that, that content's going to, to, to hit eventually. <laughs> but we, we don't know when that cadence is going to happen. And I'm, I'm tired of giving them the benefit of the doubt of this is the time that, that, you know, that the ship gets right. Um, but at the same exact time, there does need to be something happening inside this, the, the scenes or behind the scenes with management to make this pipeline much more sound. Um, and what makes me think back to, as a Star Wars fan, Star Wars was in a really rough place a few years back, um, and people like to blame Kathleen Kennedy, right? It's all of her fault. Um, you know, people blame Bob Iger, and Bob Iger was able to leave, you know, with his reputation of being, you know, you know, Disney's greatest CEO, and Kathleen got to keep her job. And Star Wars, to me right now, is probably in the best place that it has been in a really long time, and. Bob Iger left when he fixed Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy fixed Star Wars. And what I think ended up happening there in the, in, in the Star Wars fandom was those people understood that there are vacancies that needed to be filled to help that pipeline, to help the bigger picture. And in the day-to-day, there's a Jim Halpert and a Michael Scott there to kind of run things. Um, and so I think what Xbox kind of really desperately needs not even kind of desperately needs is they need their Dave Filoni. They need the person that is going so, to or, or ignorant people like me. Who's that? Okay, Kevin Dave, Feige. Kevin yeah, Feige. Kevin Feige of like I know DC. that name. I don't know what he does. What Jesus he does. Christ. God, damn it. Oh my God. Who's someone from the forties? FDR. <laughs> <laughs> a game in every system. They need have nothing to fear. <laughs> but the with, lack with, of exclusivity. What they need, Ains, 
What they need, Ains, is a figurehead who ultimately gets final say, but has an executable vision and is able to delegate the right people to execute on that vision while keeping the the vision intact. Dave Filoni now kind of takes Star Wars as a whole and says, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, but don't do this, don't do this. And they all need to be cohesive. uh, Kevin Feige did that with Marvel, right? He said, we're going to have a 23 movie plan. And that's what we're going to do. And now he's like, all right, now that I've got this done, my next project is this next phase. But they guide the bigger stuff while handing and delegating things off. Yeah. So kind of, you know, at a a broader scale, we used to not joke because it's known through the industry. But like Rod Ferguson had been brought in on multiple games to close them, to basically say, you got to get this game shipped. And he did that successfully with Gears. He did it successfully with Bioshock Infinite. And now he's over on Diablo. So kind of a, a large scale closer is what you're saying someone who can actually get the job done and yes but but with a vision from the beginning too that's the one thing rod never truly had solo right like he and cliff from the beginning but but that that is a that is an analogy i think there are probably better ones out there but i can't think of any i'm sorry (laughs) but i and but to that point right i'm trying to figure out how to word this the You're at a point now where you're almost past the curve if you're Xbox, right? The expectations around what we're talking about have been building for years. This isn't like they just acquired Bethesda and they just acquired these other studios like last week. And now we're saying, okay, what's your vision for the next three years? It's been four years. Uh, It's been a year and a half since Bethesda or whatever it is, more than a year and a half. Um and not to put it solely on Bethesda, but just overall, it's like, where has the vision been? And Xbox, you know, we've given Xbox a lot of praise over the past several months. And I think for good reason. Game Pass, their service focus, their accessibility focus, they've done a lot of good things. But this just seems like an ongoing problem. Yeah. Can I, can I interrupt real quick? Breaking news. I just got the email of all emails, boys. I'm playing this again. Manscaped would like to sponsor XEP. <laughs> Dude, I get them at least like twice a month. No, no, no. Like... This one's real, Joe. This one's real. And they just need me to send them my demographics, location, gender, average number of downloads per episode, promote audio or on YouTube, and our yeah. reads baked in or DAI. I just, you know, I have to send them that basic stuff. Very simple. Yeah. Definitely not information that I keep private. Um, and then Manscaped is interested in me. And, right. and let me oh guess, boy. you're not setting the rate they are. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, I would, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Influencer <laughs> relations here. Never take those deals. No. <laughs> Just a little inside baseball. Like uh, those Manscaped ones. If if you're not if you're not setting the the CPM, you, you just don't you just don't take it. All right, kids? There you go. I have arrived. <laughs> there you go. You can see, hey, you can now you can brag to Hillary. Go, hey, look, I could they're they're gonna gift me the man what what do they call it? Lawnmower. A lawnmower 3.5. <laughs> and I'm gonna get all types of gross. Some of those sponsorship emails are hilarious. This is really awkward. Joe, do you see what Ains put in the private chat? He says 
Bitcast just accepted the Manscaping sponsorship. Oh, oh, well, I have. Well, here's the thing. I I hate to announce it here on the show, but I am now a sponsored Harry's Razor. So this is a strict competition. That's right. Yeah, uh, some of those emails you get from different companies are like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, you you seriously sent this? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I saw one real talk boys, and then we'll get back to it. Um, there's a there's a company like Manscaped that started the company because Gillette's changed their slogan from the best a man could get from like a best a person could get. And they're like, we're sick of these pronouns. <laughs> so we're starting our own, our own company. I'm like, how triggered by, uh-huh. by like your own insecurity of like, you're probably you know, homosexuality that you have to go out there and make a, make a goddamn company because you're that insecure. Come on. It- there's a new oh. horror film. I'm just, we're just really going off. There's yeah, a new horror cool. film uh, starring Kevin Bacon oh, called the, They Them, but there's a slash in between. It's a slasher film. Oh, my God. They slash them. It's about an LGBTQ plus conversion camp where there's a killer. <laughs> they slash them. Get God. it? Our Kevin I Bacon get it. I'm this. just trying to already get yeah. it out of my head. Kevin Bacon said... <laughs> This is good for me. Well, Kevin Bacon needs money because uh, he he got a he was part of that pyramid scheme. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, but he was in Tremors. I know, I know, I know. Listen, back to Xbox. <laughs> oh right, video games. Yeah. So where do they? Where? Let me ask you guys this then and set it up. Where? Where do they go from here? Who's they? Xbox. Who's they? So two, two things. I, I guess we can't really speak to how do they write the ship, but. If you're looking at now the next uh, three quarters, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do to try and uh, plug this gap? Okay. Uh, if I may go first on this one. And I'll predict that Luke at some point in the next five minutes will say Gotham Knights. Go ahead, Luke. Have you heard of Zack Snyder? No, <laughs> so the idea of riding the ship is, is, I think, way, way hyperbolic. Yeah, the ship has been righted. We just got just got reports that they crushed it in the last quarter and won uh, quarter sales for the first time in an entire generation. The ship is fine. Yeah. If anything, the ship is going to continue to be fine if uh, what we believe to be the, their management on the chip shortage going forward is what it is. Uh, it looks like they're going to have more consoles in perpetuity, more consoles than their competition. They're going to be just fine. Uh, there, so no ship need be righted. If they were able to do that, given the the content that's already available in Game Pass, they're going to be just fine. Expect a couple things from this from this uh, news of Redfall and Starfield. Expect them to rely more on indies and third parties, as they've done before with Game Pass. Too much success. Expect uh, ongoing titles like Halo Infinite, Sea of Thieves, and Forza Horizon to get content. Uh, expect Deathloop to have a higher marketing budget for Xbox than you would have otherwise thought, as well as probably some new content releases. Um, those are the things that you're going to see happen. My, I have hopes and dreams, uh, pie in the sky type stuff if, about that Forza expansion that I'd love to talk about at the right time in this show. Um, I have hopes and dreams, pie in the sky stuff for that Halo Infinite content if the, the time is right. But you can expect comfortably see of Thieves stuff. Those are <laughs> ongoing revenue models that you're going to have. Um, and so I don't, I don't think any ship need be righted. 
I think you're going to see a re-release of some kind this year or a remaster of some of one of their big t- titles. Maybe it's Gears 2. GoldenEye. Um, may, I mean, if it's the real version, but not like a just a straight pour. But like, you know, they're going to need something for the holiday. What's it going to be? What can you do? What is it that you have that is doable? And maybe a Gears 2 remaster is that. Maybe it was going to be a collection. Now you got to split it and say, just focus on this one. I yeah. don't know the answer. Uh, my hope is that they knew long before last week that that Redfall and Starfield wouldn't make their dates, and they planned and accordingly. But no ship need be righted. They are they are fine. And again, I go back to my original point: in this year where all these other things are happening, they are fine. There's Xbox not a ton of- is dead. <laughs> right. Um, hey, Joe. <laughs> Yeah. I noticed your I noticed your CEO, hashtag not mine, Team Green, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah, yeah. uh, uh, has some issues with his cats. Maybe you can yeah. help him with that. You know, <laughs> I post I posted this on Twitter and I just I like this joke, so I'm gonna read it out here. This is what I think of Jim Ryan. All right, real talk. Jim Ryan comes off as an alien disguised as a human who is trying his best to assimilate to society, but is unknowingly fucking blowing it it's like this guy is one flub away from calling his audience earthlings <laughs> the guy doesn't talk like a person he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't. he's very removed yeah i i, I, I know I, zuckerberg yeah my best friend it could be like zuckerberg could be his son <laughs> but God, but was like, jim ryan in that photo from facebook last week by chance <laughs> yeah he's all the way in the back <laughs> with the group that can't smile no um to me also like as a playstation fan i also think that this is actually great news for playstation because this maybe means that hey we don't have to go as hard in the holiday season that we thought we would so maybe this means that they can push you know god of war back to 2023 you know maybe that 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 could give them a bit of breathing room as well. But to me, you know, the ship doesn't need to be righted uh, on, on the Xbox front in terms of like, yeah, the, the company's in the best position it's it has been in a very long time. But the management does need a nice little swift kick in the rear and a direction to go to because there is... Though the ship's been righted, there are still like some holes that, that need plugging and then you know to keep this thing from sinking. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Something flew in my light and it scared me. But yeah, like that—that's what I do think. I don't think the ship needs to be completely righted, but there's still things that need to be fixed to keep it moving at at, at a steady pace. Because right now, yeah, I, I've I've lost faith, and I'm not a hardcore fan in the ecosystem by any means, but I have lost faith in in what they can deliver. And it is, you know, as the PlayStation fan, I am it, the light bulb still flickers in my head of like, oh yeah, this is why I'm a PlayStation fan. Like genuinely, I know their games are going to come out, and sure, there's going to be some delays here or there, uh, but it's, it's not going to be this type of um, at least seemingly dysfunction um, when it comes to um, the release of their games like let's be honest halo in its position right now just like the show is kind of fucked um <laughs> sure. dude the shows I, as a non 
Hey, the non-Halo fans yeah. are really liking Halo. Uh, no, it's it's just like he has sex in the last episode. That's why. I was oh, okay. Uh, I but like, it, like the, oh, whatever. Who cares? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, honestly, like either even their flagship has had problems getting off the ground, um, and it is to me still a worrying sign that yeah, Xbox is still going to be buying more and more. And they're going to put even more on their plate. And it seems like they can't even handle what's in front of them right now. And they're just going to take more on and we're just going to be okay with it type of deal. That's at least in my head. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think I kind of agree with everything you guys said. I don't have a whole lot to add, but I was thinking about this fall and as this news came out about starfield and redfall uh both of which by the way i sound more excited for than you guys because like i'm hyped for both these games um but neither here nor there wait um, then re- and you're hyped for redfall and starfield big time why yeah. well i that sounded it's not a pedant, like i was being condescending dude, you're hyped for for like, Knight. like but on. i've seen you're footage of gotham knights and, and i know it's what i'm not getting good. <laughs> I know what I want, but like you haven't seen it. So like, what no, is know. it that's selling you is what I'm asking. Redfall I sounded, is... I sounded like a douche and I wasn't trying to. I'm used to it. Uh, Redfall. <laughs> Red... Redfall is being made by the team that made Prey uh, and has been worked on since Prey released in 2016. So it's got a long development cycle by behind it. It is also adding looting elements, which is one of my favorite elements in games. So you take what I consider... And I think many now being, it's like a cult classic now, but many consider one of the best games of last gen and the development team behind that. And some of the team obviously behind Deathloop uh, and put and that in. What game was that, Ains? What? You, you, you didn't say Prey. I was just trying to. Like, I didn't say the, Prey? You didn't say Prey now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so Prey, right? And um, you take all that with five now, six year development time um and a, and a better scope and some loot elements i think that's it has a ton of potential and very similar again it's potential i'm hyped right. for the potential I, I completely agree with you we haven't seen gameplay from either game so uh until we see that but i mean when you know you know the development scope and the teams behind these games and what they're trying to achieve the hope obviously mm-hmm. is that they do that's why i might point yeah it's it's kind of like i don't know what naughty dog's making but i'm i'm excited when i see it because I know it's going to be good. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're banking on prior delivery of what you know the team can do. Um, whether or not they hit that, who knows? Maybe not. Fair. But I am a little bit on, on Luke's side here when everybody's like, what's your most anticipated game? Starfield. It's like we've seen five pictures. Yeah, and I agree with that too. I think being too hyped before you see anything is a mistake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in between. But anyway, we're, I completely forgot the point because of Mr. Douchey down there. Um, <laughs> me neither. I forgot the point. Too. I didn't even listen to your answer. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. God, this guy I don't know sucks. Why I, I don't know why I bother. Uh, no, why you're excited for both these games? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm excited for those. But I, I, what occurred to me as I was thinking about the fall that we're all trying to figure out what the hell Xbox does now, right? Is it occurred to me, and I know I'm a Halo fan, but it occurred to me that a Halo battle royale could become very, very important. And very, very big this fall. Uh, if it hits, like we all obviously, again, hope it hits. We have no idea. Um, but if it actually comes out and Forge comes out and um, those things hit like we hope they will, uh, Halo could be kind of that big market presence that it was at launch but really hasn't been since. 
the other thing that I was kind of thinking about too, and I don't know if you guys think about this or, or mm. I don't know where the contract lies, but let's assume potentially that the uh, Activision deal goes through at some point in the next several months before mm. next year. I uh, don't know if it will, probably doubtful that it will, but still, if we assume that, could they start? Jason Schreier some- says it's not going to happen. <laughs> I trust my uh, friend, the YouTube pundit, more than Jason Schreier. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, but will they start to try to ramp up exclusive call of duty content on the xbox side uh because we know how powerful that can be uh maybe not to us maybe not to the people we talk to but to the market um i'm just i'm thinking of things that they can kind of plug holes with if you know what i mean yeah (laughs) i know i i'm with you because like for me i'm like i saw gotham knights and I'm like, yep, I've seen, first off, I now know the character I want to play as, definitely Batgirl. She looks awesome. And then I think my alt is going to be Nightwing. But, like, I'm excited for this. Like, I'm, I'm I'm legitimately excited for this game. It's my most anticipated game. And that's even with, like, the thought of, like, God of War could come out this year. It's like, yes, I, and I've seen a little bit of God of War, but not, not enough to say, yeah, that game's safe to be 2022 um so like gotham knights is my most anticipated game in 2022 i've seen it and that's why i'm i'm now fully committed but i'm not buying that 300 dollars edition because uh no steel book means no buy yeah. it's important to me i hope it, i hope it's good for you guys i i watched that i was late watching it i sat down and watched it in 4k and i was like it, yeah i already told you guys it left me shockingly unimpressed um like i was pretty hyped for it not as much as you guys but i was pretty excited for it and i'm not even gonna buy it now tell Um, me me why because i I haven't told why i'm excited for it so so tell me what you want yeah and i you know me well enough like i know you guys are hyped for this i hope it's awesome i really do there's lots of people who who uh want to enjoy this but it, it the combat looked so dated and so Mm. boring Mm. that i i that's just my opinion like it looked like spider-man ps4 last gen like like if Mm. you took spider-man ps4 and went backwards it just looked like okay here's some here's four goons and you hit this one a few times and while you're hitting him the other three are just standing there go back and watch it the other three are just like standing there waiting for you to hit the next one and i'm like this is some really poor looking combat it just looked boring to say i will say i think um red hood is absolutely a snore but nightwing's combat i dug because he he seemed like a more just acrobatic batman yeah he's just sliding around and jumping around and doing an extra twirl so like yeah and i don't know if if the writing is good right if it tells a good comic story um because the court of owls as i understand it is a very um good comic yeah like a very well written broad good story so if it, yeah. if it can pull that off i could overlook some of the combat but let's be honest i mean a lot of why you play a comic book game like that like spider-man is flying around and beating up goons in the combat and if that doesn't look good um it didn't impress me but that's me and i'm yeah. this the game is not one that's aimed at me to begin with so right so here's so a I, question no, no, uh, my, my turn oh sorry, my turn. sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a piece of shit i'm a piece of shit yeah, you're honestly i'm a piece worst. of shit yeah yeah <laughs> the it's funny that you use the spider-man ps4 I'm like yo i freaking love that game i want more of that sure no and that's I what i'm saying that was good 
This yeah. looked worse than that, is what I was saying. See, I didn't, I did not get that vibe. I, I got the vibe that maybe whoever was playing it wasn't maybe their best move, which we've seen from time to time. But I like games where I go around as a superhero and I just mash buttons and do cool stuff. That is legitimately fun to me. All the way back to down three, uh, <laughs> all the way back to like the old school sixteen bit beat 'em up games. That's one of the reasons I'm excited for the Turtle Collection. I like just mashing buttons and being powerful that's one of my favorite things in games and i got to do that in any number of, of games and when you look at arkham what's that no sorry There's, um that was I'm a real con- okay i had covid um, two weeks ago so i'm like i'm still oh, did you really did you really yeah damn when i got I sick and i said i was sick i found out later my wife tested positive and i was like well that's what i had to say oh my gosh well i'm, I'm legit anyway. glad you're okay yeah um <clears> i'm Joe, sorry so I'm not trying um, to interrupt again. you. It's just like <laughs> the the to me, that's the the fantasy of it is kind of being overpowered and being a superhero. More to the point, like I'm curious to see how the co-op elements do with it. Mm-hmm. I plan on playing this game single player because mm-hmm. I just want more Arkham, and this looks spiritually like a spiritual successor to it. Uh, but Arkham allowed for a depth of combat because it was single player. Um, yeah. I also hope that we get an Arkham collection that's like upscaled remastered again. Mm-hmm. I would I would like that. Uh but Gotham Knights I think is going to be fun. It looks fun. I got the $300 edition and I feel like I overpaid, but it was a luxury treat yourself moment yep. because <laughs> if I do love it the way I do I I think and hope that I'll love it, I'll be happy to have it. If I don't then I'll, I'll have missed out. Now that, that was kind of my, I won't have missed out. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, I think the uh, last person you would ever get flack from for buying collectibles <laughs> would be me. Yeah. Uh, Nightwing and Robin are, are going to be my two for sure. Uh, at least at, at this point. And uh, speaking of collector's editions that we don't use, I still have that Mass Effect helmet in a box that I've never opened in my closet. Someone so needs so stupid. And somebody, a... somebody, somebody. Why did you? You're me. not a huge Mass Effect fan, are you? No, but it was like he didn't want to miss out. I didn't want to miss out. I thought <laughs> I was going to get into go... it. Yeah, I really yeah. thought I was going to get into it. Idiot. I tr- so even in the middle of the pandemic, I'm like, this is boring. It couldn't do it for me. I know, I buddy. Know. I know. I'm not hating on you. Like that's the you know that's the worst part. This is a real thing. I'm I hate when I don't like a game that everyone says I'm supposed to like, and then they use that aspect plus the fact that I like games some people don't like, and they make that combined. They're like, oh, you like Avengers, but no, not Mass Effect. Yeah, it's apples and oranges. Shut up. Um, I still love great games. Elden Ring, God shocking. of War. I mean, and I, you got to stop, Beans. <laughs> All right, it's just, you know what I, I hate is when people make fun of you for liking games that other people don't like. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get why you don't like Guardians. They talk just as much as Biomutant. That's right. <laughs> Biomutant's um, fun to play. God, this guy sucks. Well, suck. I'm terrible. I have the collector's here. edition for Biomutant, by the way, too. Ooh, we. Um, it was on sale. <laughs> 2022 is the year I'm going to play Cyberpunk, and that's what I'm yeah. excited about. Mm-hmm. You haven't played yeah. it yet. Here's um, the thing that I'm excited I'm about, to. though. Like, like uh, real talk. The fact that Arkham Knights is abandoning PS4 and Gotham Xbox Knights. One. Sorry, Gotham what did I say? I say Arkham, Arkham Knights, Knights, which is I, I've done, too. Yeah. Yes, yes. Get rid of It's time. It's, it's time. time. It's time. Rip Get the Band-Aid of off. It's that- 
that is what held Avengers back. Their draw distance and, and character speeds were held back by PS4 and Xbox One loadings. And when I play Halo Infinite and it takes me 20 minutes to load into a match, I'm like, look at you, you VCR peasants. Oh, Get off your old Xbox One. 20 minutes to load into a match? What Halo yeah. are you playing? Uh, sometimes the pores load in with us. It's like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Your VCR. I don't like it. Kind of interesting because the Gotham Knights demo I thought was on a base Xbox One, but you know, was it really? Yeah, I'm kidding. I was joking that it looked. Oh, because you thought it looked ugly. I didn't look ugly. Did it look ugly, Joe? No, no, no. The city looks good. It does. Gotham Knights. Oh, um, I I do get the critique that like Jason Todd does look like he turns his body cam off. Yes, no, like (laughs) a plus tweet by Neo Gamespark. Jason Todd absolutely hits kids. Yeah. Let me just tell and like and like not all of them, but like the ones that maybe you know like my cousins he hits. Yeah, yeah, go. Like, yeah, definitely yeah. hits your cousins. And <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't he hit usually when people aren't looking, but sometimes he wouldn't hit Ains, yeah. he wouldn't hit me. Yeah, like if I said like if I said uh, like oh I'm going to a quinceanera, like he would automatically like ugh. Like right, <laughs> and right as the Enya hits, he's like, "Ugh!" God, right. <laughs> he rolls his eyes every time he passes a Chipotle. Jason you Todd know? looks racist. Everyone, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the joke you didn't pick up on the last four minutes. Uh, I hope it's good. I really do. And I, I, the two games that I'm hoping are really good just for fans in general this fall are Gotham Knights and Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, yes, I just hope those games are great um, because they you think Hogwarts come out. It's still holiday as of right now. They don't have That's a right. set date, but it's still holiday. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh-oh. Is that the okay? Let, I think it's a good time in the show. Ains, I really Uh-oh. don't feel like there's a lot of AAA games coming. Like, it's hear me. Like, let me tell you what I'm tracking. I was tracking Redfall, Starfield, gone. Tracking Ragnarok. Yep. Gotham Knights. Yep. Modern Warfare Two. Yep. And Warzone Two. Which is apparently, according to Tom Henderson, literally what they're calling it is Warzone Two. Okay, uh, <laughs> do, do I add that to the list? It just feels <laughs> well, like considering Warzone has a hundred million players, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it going to be an Overwatch Two situation? Did you see know. how much hype Overwatch Two generated for a day while they had Twitch drops, and then it lost ninety four percent of its people, and the day after it was down to ninety nine percent. I'm not knocking. I'm just telling you. I don't know that Overwatch Two did what they were hoping it would. Okay, like, I'm, not, like, I'm not knocking it. I'm like, just saying. So you hate Blizzard and hate Overwatch and hate people who are crunching. As much as I love Overwatch, just the the little bit of insight I may have, um, Luke has a great point. We don't actually know how many of those were like sponsored streams, actual real, yeah. like yeah, actual like organic or paid organic, because that that is correct. Like the day after traffic just drops for this thing, goes to show probably the paid people left yeah it could be yeah yeah so back to your point about triple a i think the yeah what's coming out this year bud well no 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 but that's the thing it's may right we haven't had any of the showcases in summer yet so there's going to be things that come out that we don't know about you name the other ones you got gotham knights hogwarts legacy modern warfare 2 ragnarok are all expected as of this moment to come Mm -hmm. out we had the most ridiculous probably six-week period in gaming history in February and March. Horizon, um, Gran Turismo, Dying Light, Elden Ring. There's more. I, I Yeah, like Sifu. Like, you got smaller things. Yeah, that did. That's it small. sold over a million copies. Let's give it a little bit of that. But it's not triple it. 
Oh, okay. right. We're talking triple A, right? Pokemon Arceus or whatever you call it. <laughs> yep. These kids are calling it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kirby. And then, and Nintendo. Yeah. Kirby. And then Nintendo yeah. has stuff on slate for later this year as well. Mario Striker. Right. So, I mean, we're acting like 2022 is barren when, in fact, when you add up the releases we're probably going to get and the things we don't know about, we'll see at the end of the year, of course. But I, I would probably put 2022 or, or I would place a bet now that 2022 stacks up pretty damn well. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I I think it's a great year. You know, again, I put out a tweet. It's like the SpongeBob. Like, how can you say that this is a light year? Yeah, Pokemon Ar- Arceus. You have Dying Light. You got Wonderlands. You got Horizon. You got Kirby. You got Elden Ring. And then, yeah, there are still things like out there that are going to drop. Like, you know, your Splatoon's, your 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 Gotham Knights, your uh, your Saints Rose. So, like, there's still big Saints games Rose. to look forward to. You know, and even like your Harry Potter. So I get why people are skeptical. I think the great like end end cap of this talk is like, I think what publishers, marketers, all of them need to do, and it's a very, it, it, it may hurt their quote unquote bottom line to do this is, hey, maybe you don't just put out this game's coming out on this date, right? Maybe you just put a year or a, you know, a window to it, and then you can actually, when it's time, you know, six months before its release, when you know you have everything on lock, then you go and you drop the date, you drop that big, big, big reveal for that thing. You know, like as we talk about, you know, God of War Ragnarok, God of War 2018 really had a uh, a 90-day push. It was announced that, or not announced but the date was dropped in like the end of january the game came out at the end of april so like that's what i think marketers and you know and such need to kind of learn from this is i think you're testing people's patience so i would i would suggest the thing that people really like maybe follow that fallout 4 structure of show the game off it's ready in six months go out there buy it and i think you're going to wait waste way less money um, putting marketing dollars in this thing um, than you would for those pre-order sales because that's the reason why they do it in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it it is strange that this keeps happening. the the only The only logical reason why it keeps happening is shareholder appeasement um, and, to your point, pre-order sales and and financing reasons. Um, but it is it is frustrating, and you would think. I would think I again no expert, but I would think that we have enough big AAA examples now of companies failing their fans and paying the price where they wouldn't want to keep doing that. Um, yeah. So, a question for you guys, uh, genuinely, because you know we do this every two weeks. Did we actually talk about Square Enix selling off its Western devs to Embracer? Would you Would you like to just talk hey, about for that it. for the next twenty minutes? Yeah. So. Hey, gang, have you seen this? Have you heard about this gang? Uh, Square Enix selling off its Western devs to Embracer. You know, the, the you got your Eidos Montreals, you got your Crystal Dynamics being sold off to Embracer with its IP. So, you know, Deus Ex, Tomb Raider for the what seemingly is to the to the to the layman a steal of 300 million doll hairs. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, Ains, what are your thoughts on this acquisition? <laughs> I don't know what Square's doing half the time. Um, I really Neither don't. Do 
I just I, I don't understand it. Again, outside looking in, you know, and 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 Hogue, you know, wanted to be very careful on correcting me around how they phrased it. But you know, they're taking this square, it's taking this three hundred million around. Uh, in their press release, announced that it's going to uh, help them invest. Not that they're spending all three hundred million directly on, but help them invest in blockchain, AI, and cloud. <laughs> and it just it just feels like Square doesn't know what they're doing. You know, they they come out in the press release talking about Tomb Raider being an IP. Correct me if I'm wrong. That had sold like eighty two million units or something like that. Oh no, thirty eight, thirty eight million. Did I get 82? Okay. Uh, 30. Well, maybe lifetime, but like the, the trilogy. The no, I meant trilogy. lifetime. Yeah, I meant okay, lifetime. then it could be your <clears throat> but anyway, tens of millions of units. And it's just like everything we've heard from Square about Tomb Raider over the past several years has been as we the ongoing joke is it didn't meet expectations and, and it didn't sell how we wanted it to. And it's like this is a gigantic IP in the gaming space. How have you not capitalized on this better? Um, and I just I don't know. I don't know why Square just it seemed like, hey, we can't manage this properly. It's not meeting what we thought it would meet, and we're just going to dump it. And Embracer basically just said, yeah, we'll take it. Of course we will. Um, so I'm curious to see. I hope Embracer is going to properly fund what we hope, right, with Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Montreal, or what used to be Square Montreal, whatever they end up being named. Um, I hope that they're probably going to fund them and allow them the resources because what we heard at the same time, right, is we're going to get a new Tomb Raider in Unreal 5. Um, so, you know, that has the potential to be a massive, massive hit. And meanwhile, yeah. Square is releasing games like Square East, I guess the other side of Square, is releasing games like Babylon's Fall. Uh, which One is, concurrent. <laughs> which is literally dead. I mean, dead, dead. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, I don't know what you guys are doing. Um, Stop giving platinum money. Sorry. <laughs> that too. That too. Stop so anyway, I, I don't have a lot of thoughts other than see, it does seem like a steal. Uh, yeah. Along with these kind of core IPs and three studios, they got back catalog games as well, which if you add up the IPs and kind of the back catalog games that Embracer now owns as a whole is absolutely monstrous. Bonkers. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Embracer kind of releases from their publishing kind of overarching company in the next several years but i just hope that the new tomb raider is done justice and that uh the developers are taken care of that's it really yeah i think that's i mean first off that's the most important thing make sure everybody is feeling safe and is secure at those places um yeah. then the most important thing after that for me is like all right so guardians 2 is a go huh <laughs> work 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 you got you got guardian magic too. you got deus ex is a huge ip that many of us love that hasn't been done in several years yeah um and you have legacy of kane which i know probably doesn't have a lot of large market clout but it is one of those that's a cult classic for many people as well so who knows yeah it's sky's the limit to me uh like i, I i've i've echoed this on the trophy room um so i'll say it here now um yeah, I don't know what's going on with Square. I definitely feel like they need they need help. And I I definitely feel like by the end of the year we're going to we're gonna we're gonna know that they've been sold off to either Tencent or Sony. Cause that's where it, it just seems like all roads paved to an acquisition. They've made themselves incredibly lean, and I think for a reason. And I think the one quote too where it's like we're gonna try to stop trying to make you know, Western games or whatever. 
wasn't really talking about Forspoken more than it was talking about them trying to publish Western games because they just can't, seemingly can't do it. And I think them selling off to Embracer kind of makes sense for me that they would kind of aim for PlayStation because I think if for PlayStation, you don't need Tomb Raider because you have one that sells really, you have your own Tomb Raider and it sells better than Tomb Raider. Right. And on just solely one platform. So you don't necessarily need that. Um, so to me, I, I kind of see this as Square becoming the reestablished, um, not in name, but Japan studio for, for the most part. Do you, um, what do you guys think about Forspoken? I haven't talked to you two about this. <laughs> so stupid. It's not going to do good. I, I don't have faith in that. Okay. Because I we've I, you've probably seen these jokes we've had about it online where yeah. like I think Dash and Mo and a few others are like this game's gonna be really good and I'm looking at it and I'm going I don't know what you're looking at like uh, I, I'm I'm baffled it it doesn't look great um, okay. there's like there's like there are some times where it looks good and Graphic then there's size. other but like there's other times not even combat I think like the second time they showed it, I was like okay this looks decent like it's not gonna be my game of the year or anything but I think it's gonna be a fun time. And then, like, the last time they showed it off, I was like, oh, my God, this looks bad. <laughs> so it's it's too hit or miss for me. I, I think Forspoken might be um, might be a bit of a dud. I don't think it's going to be like a Babylon's Fall level dud, but I don't think it's going to do yeah. what Square thinks it needs to do. Yeah, we'll see. It's we'll curious. See. We'll see. What's well, so you, Luke? You dumb idiot. About the overall deal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About the overall deal and, and the fate of Square, man. It's thrilled well, I, to discuss this. I know. No, it's just, it really frustrates me because there were clear signs that Eidos Montreal, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. wanted to make games. That Crystal Dynamics was figuring it out with the initiative and with Tomb Raider. Like, they made great Tomb Raider games. Yeah. They, they were clear. It looked like they were going to be making Perfect Dark. Um, and what I know about Avengers is the team that botched it is gone. You know, the team that's there now loves it. And all of that comes down to square being bad managers. Mm. They're bad at managing those teams. And it's really frustrating. Um, there was an all hands meeting. A lot of people at crystal found out when we found out there was an all hands meeting. And then, the vibe was pretty good after they found out what Embracer was going to be doing. Hmm. Now on the outside looking in, that really freaks me out a little bit. Like, are you kidding me? How bad was Square Enix? That Embracer group sounds great. That's just weird. And Embracer group has yet to produce a high quality game that everybody wants or is interested in or wants to work for. And Mm -hmm. that's the difference, right? Square is this renowned name, but they continuously dump on their Western studios (laughs) They sold them off like they were nothing. See, and to me, that devalues the hard work. Like again, Tomb Raider, the reboot trilogy, fantastic trilogy. Good like game. in a world, great games. I'm not saying they all hit or that I was into all of them, but I loved the first two. And Shadow, I was just, I didn't want to play it at the time it was out. That's all it was. That's yeah. all it was. But it was great games. Guardians of the Galaxy, top tier game. Avengers, despite all odds, is making money now. It's making good money now. That's again, despite all odds, right? Um, it's just, it's wild. It's just weird how 
those studios are treated by Square. And so I'm glad they're gone out of Square, but I'm baffled that it wasn't Xbox that got Crystal because they were angling for that, it felt like. And they just, it felt like maybe they were locked up with Activision. And I wonder if that's true or it's just something we think. I need a YouTube pundit to tell me otherwise. Um, But like, how much is Activision stopping Microsoft from getting? Is it stopping them from getting WB Studios like NetherRealm, who they should get regardless of IP? Is it stopping them from getting uh, WB Montreal or Rocksteady, which is a bit of a mixed bag? If they can keep the talent, all right, I can see it. Um, They need talent retention. That's the key to all of it. It just really is strange. It's a strange thing. It is, because then, yeah, you're hearing like WB wants to sell their studios, right? So moving away from Square and then going to WB, it's like they they want to. They need to unload these games first, of course, because they want to make profit on these bad boys um, and then sell them off, but then also bring the IP with them or license the IP with them. So meaning, let's just say Xbox wants Rocksteady. Well, you can get Rocksteady and they want Batman along with it. They're like, whoa, 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 we're not going to give you we'll give you the permission to make a couple of batman games but it's going to be on on our our say so right right so if if they can't guarantee that batman's like on game pass no way would i sign that deal if i'm microsoft and how how worthwhile is an investment of rocksteady if now i'm only buying a studio for its name the point i made on the trophy room is yeah rocksteady's great but we also know Rocksteady for making Batman games, right? And those right. type of type type of superhero games. You know, we knew uh, Bioware for their terrific RPGs, and then <laughs> they strayed far away from God's light and made Anthem, right? That's right, Ants. <laughs> it's listen. This is a season gaming show. It has to the name has to be dropped. Anthem has like, to be thrown in there. Yeah. So like. There's a tremendous amount of risk, no matter the studio or the the name attached to it, when you're purchasing that studio. And one point that Jeff Grubb made was, and why buy the studio when you could just poach the talent, right? Right. Which yep. we've seen people like EA do um, to to poaching folks from from Monolith. So that that is a predicament that I don't see. I, I WB I think has to get off their high horse uh in order to you know depart with the, their game division. Um and I, I I I don't see that happening. But I understand why they would want to because they they want to just stick to what they're good at, which is making really good shows and Batman movies. <laughs> You know, yeah. I don't have further comment there, but you did bring up Rocksteady, which made me think about Suicide Squad, yeah. uh, which is now next year as well, right? That's sure. been delayed. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, because I know you're into these games far more than me. Suicide Squad, That's a it's a good point you brought that up, because that looked way more interesting to me than Gotham Knights did. Really? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that's, to me, that is the next-gen game, even though Gotham Knights is now... You know, next gen only. This is truly the next gen game. It looked awesome. Like the, the combat and the co op looks so much more interesting and fun yeah. than what we saw out of Gotham Knights. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it looks right, phenomenal. But you got to play as the bad guys. I don't the care. Who I'm See, I, I think I think that's a good point, Luke, because you've said before, like being part, being able to play as the character that you know from either movies or comics is a mm-hmm. big part of it for you. 
Yeah. Uh, and for someone like me, I don't care at all. Like I'm looking yeah. at the gameplay. So I think that's a big, probably a big difference between the two. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. It's it's gonna and it's gonna be a very interesting few years as like now you see Microsoft and Sony hire managers for just strictly acquisitions. Um so I wonder and maybe before we 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 call it oh. a, what I just, real quick, because yeah. while we're on acquisitions of Sony and we mentioned WB, I do not want Batman going to yeah. Sony. And I, I want Batman multi-platform, to be very clear. I don't mm-hmm. like when big IP go exclusive and lock people out. I hate that Spider-Man, one of the best characters of all time, only belongs to one console group. I hate that. Yeah. I hate it. It's like when Rogue Squadron was only on GameCube. That sucked. GameCube yeah, because it's is- such a... It's just a yeah. great game on a mediocre console. Right. And like, Speaking of which, did we ever hear, and maybe this is my own naivety because I don't pay attention, but Wolverine's obviously coming by Insomniac, yeah. right? Is that a licensing thing? Or does yeah. Sony, have they bought some permanent gaming rights to Wolverine? Like, they just nope. license right. it for that game. And because that's, Insomniac's making it, it'll be exclusive to PlayStation. That's yes. John Drake knowing the right people at Sony and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, that would be a Fox property. But... Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a kid, when I was really into comics, he was always my favorite. And I know he's a he's not Spider-Man, he's not Batman, but he's up there as you yeah. know. He's beloved. He's yeah. absolutely beloved. And again, they need to get the voice actor uh from Red Dead 2, uh, Arthur Morgan's voice actor. Uh, yeah. By God, he needs he, I think Other he could do it. And yeah. I have it, I met him at Comic Con and got my Red Dead stuff signed by him. He was super nice, super nice yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. There was one last thing. There was one last, oh yeah, hey AIDS, because you're like big into business, so you're an okay. expert on all this. What does like an acquisition manager do? You think? Because Kyle and I were talking about it. it's like, what do you do after you're done purchasing the thing? Like, is, is your job for eight hours a day just like, you know, theory crafting? I'm like, all right, so whatever. <laughs> we're getting Nether Realm. And they're going to make a sly game. Like, what's that looking like? I would have to imagine. So we're going to caveat this right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm not getting flipped that uh, I'm no expert. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I can tell you what I would think they do based on stuff what, I've been involved in on a company, but is completely non-video game related. Yeah. Uh, my guess would be that you think of an acquisition as what we always see, right, is um, – xbox or whoever uh, let's say playstation buying insomniac and they say okay you, you have to map out what talent do they have what have they created there's obviously a whole financial statement that goes into it right what have they produced what's their revenue stream what's their three slash five year plan probably and outlook ip ownership comes into it my guess would be that an acquisition lead or manager whatever word they would use director uh, would be someone who would be looking across the marketplace at independent studios and kind of almost like a scout, really. Mm. You're scouting for studios and talent and IP ownership and value that would fit with whatever the mothership is directionally is looking to go, right? Uh, gotcha. my, guess, my guess would be, look at PlayStation as a good example recently, and we've talked about this, where they've got the single-player uh AAA cinematic IPs down better than any you know probably any other company right over the past several years what did they need they needed live service they needed PC expertise and they needed uh multiplayer games and that's what they've done over the past 
what, 12 months, 18 months? They probably had people within the organization, my guess would be examining, okay, where do we get that talent? Who's good at it? Who has experience at it? How much can we spend on getting that? It's not like you have an unlimited check, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, going out and just talking and making deals. And that's why you have the conversation with Jade Raymond, whether or not she's right, who knows. Um, you put up Fire Sprite Studios and you you bring on Haven because there's someone somewhere doing a financial out analysis to say for what we can spend and what we want to achieve, here's a good bet. Okay. And that actually makes a whole ton of sense because the other problem is like, yeah, if I purchase IP or these studios from like, let's just say WB, I'm not collecting royalties on the Arkham games. WB is. So I am spending hundreds of millions of dollars to spend hundreds of millions of dollars for the next who knows how long. If I can't take the Batman IP, then that means whatever you know, Rocksteady would be working on is like four to five years of like no profit from, from this organization. Right. It's all expense. It's yeah. all expense. Yeah. So and like then that- you have a line item saying IP ownership, you know, zero, like you're, you know, you would have a line item saying you, you don't get anything here. You're, you're, you're in the red for four to six years until whatever they deliver. And then you're, you, then you have to ask the question, how confident are we that we can manage the studio well enough to deliver something in year six that is going to recoup plus give us X amount of uh, profit stream. And, you know, that's where these big decisions are made. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Luke, you, you look like you, you need sleepy time. You want to call it a night? Am I fading? I'm sorry, guys. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's what my dad says before he's about to go to sleep. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, son. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm just, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I lost you there, man. Kiddo. Uh, I didn't mean. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't mean Bob and I, we're not working out. <laughs> and it is no, your fault. I'm sorry. Your mom and I are working out. <laughs> it's, okay. it's just exhausting him. You know? yeah. I got to stop falling asleep with a lit cigarette. Anyway. Behind, behind the behind the the scenes here it's my third podcast of the day yeah so. we yeah it's my yeah. one humble yeah. brag yeah, yeah. All right, we, you want we, me to you want me to outro us because you look you look no i unsightly. got this i got this okay. uh well guys uh thank you for listening to episode 27 of cast co-op you can find me uh on twitter at insipid ghost and you can find my content on all your podcast services it is called the xbox expansion pass uh, I just completed an interview with Jeff Seitzer, who is the voice announcer for Halo and has been for the last 20 years. The guy that says Slayer. Uh, we had a Kill lot of really- Kill Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, he did all the big hits for me. It was an absolute awesome. blast. Um, he did the intro to the last week's XEP, and now you're getting a sit down interview with him. That's an absolute awesome. pleasure of a guy. Um, it's actually this is actually episode twenty six. Some idiot uh, who's very gentle. Honestly, honestly, we no, we need to double down. It's twenty seven. It's twenty seven. That's right. That's right. That's and it right. might show up on audio services at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah if just if for you, Sonny. Ain, yeah. Well, oh, gosh, Sonny. Honestly, Ain said that something to do with your dialysis. He was not yeah. interested. Oh, in here we go. Exactly. Um, yep. You can find Ainsley Bowden where, my friend. 
Yeah, so you can see uh, everything we're doing at Season Gaming. You can find me on Twitter at Porsche Power, playing a lot of Halo and talking about a lot of Halo as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, doing some streaming lately and uh, got some some um, some new content coming out on a Season Gaming Interview and uh, a deep dive we're going to do uh, soon as well, as well as a roundtable I'm putting together for uh, women in the gaming industry. Um, I sound so disappointed, but I was hoping you were going to say another Halo roundtable, but you said (laughs) women, and I was like, ah. (laughs) So um, uh, um, that's coming together, and hopefully that'll be out soon as well, because I'm um, going to be a really cool conversation. So other than that, yep, you know where to find me. Uh, Guys, the reason why I was cracking up before was I was just thinking a scenario that I just played out. Um, but like it is like a like a bad dad lit cigarette falling asleep, and like it's Luke. It's like Luke as a kid sitting on his lap with the little like pinwheel hat, and it's like it's Luke's face. It's like Luke's even size head, but just like on a child's body. <laughs> like he's like waving his little legs around, like I love you, daddy. He was like, "You're a mistake, son." <laughs> you know. God. You're, you're bringing back trauma for him. I know. Pinwheel uh, hat. Can't wait, can't, I would love to get him a pinwheel hat. That'd be great. Oh god. We do a anyway. Halo roundtable. Ains talk talk season two and the season of the show. I feel like we need to do it, man. A Halo one? Yeah, let's do it, dude. I'm, I'm on the show. I, oh, oh, a little of both. A little both. Like the state of Halo would be a cool topic, and because I got a lot of thoughts on season two, last part and standing and stuff, and putting a lot of time into it. Yep. Um. And then, you know, the show would be its own topic, too. It'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah, could I'll do that work. That. Yeah, if you could do that work, I'll just show up and talk about it. Thank you. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did write a piece on season two that you can find on the site right now, too. I covered it all. Everything in the game, not the show. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out, too. I'm hoping it, to do a companion piece to that if I can get some time. It's crazy now thinking now that the show is wrapped where we were really upset episode one that he showed his face. It's like, oh no, we're also you're going to, you're also going to see his O face. <laughs> it's like, like they just well, no, it's not one. The finale is next week. As we oh, record. oh, it's next week. Oh man, so you guys got to go through another one, huh? But it's fair there to say some... percentage of non-armor chief to armor chief is like ninety ten. Yeah, like bad. And the percentage of bad episodes to okay. There's not a lot of bad episodes. There's a mm. lot of okay episodes. There's mm. there's one episode that needs to die in a fire. So oh, wow. Needs okay. to just throw it out the window. It's the worst. Just, Quan just Ha right. needs to die. Whew. She needs right. to go. She I wasn't in this week at all. Uh, that guy, thank goodness. See, that's the thing. It's just like Rose Tico from The Last Jedi. The character, about terrible. Terrible. Yeah. It's BS that people will think it's you're talking about the actor. The actor, oh, great. Okay. But I thought we were gonna go in a, like a Rick DeSantis sucks. route. I don't. Rick oh, oh, Christ! <laughs> no, that guy needs to burn a fire too. <laughs> um, fire. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Let's let me let me let me take us back I'm here. Tired. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You're going you're on back. a tired yes, man no. tangent. <laughs> all right. We see Master Chief come that's all that's that's why it's hilarious uh you can follow me over at the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players where each and every thursday me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things playstation 
uh this week you know what we're talking about guys have you seen this have you heard about this we're going to break down the playstation financials we're going to be talking about the gotham knights demos we're going to talk about how playstation's freaking dead it's the dead. last episode so you should <laughs> check it out not look good yeah. oh, oh yeah i know it's done you it's know over. i know a graphic artist that just totally told figured out how to save sony oh really yeah, I'll talk to you after I hear. Oh, cool. that's cool. I've I've seen a couple of um, Law and Order episodes. I'm practically a lawyer. I think I can <laughs> solve all those. You know, Ainsley Bowden approved all these jokes. Yep, it's true. All right, everybody, uh, you know where to find me. Uh, and uh, what what do I do here? Oh yeah, keep keep shut your shut your goddamn mouth. Shut your goddamn mouth. Keep keep shut your goddamn mouth. Not gentle like Shut your hole <laughs> keep 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 ca- keep 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 that wasn't a thumbs up <laughs> 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 <laughs>